Hello, everyone, and welcome to UGA Sports Rumors versus Facts. And we have a special guest here with us tonight, Paul <laughs> who literally I called five minutes ago because we had a little internal miscommunication on our end of uh, who's going to be helping me out on the on the show here tonight. And uh, Jed and Trent are uh, elsewhere doing some things. And uh, Paul is a team player and literally sprinted upstairs and is able to help me with the show. So, Paul, welcome to Rumors versus Facts. Hey, man. Great to be on, man. You know, I've, I've heard a lot about this show. Um, I was in the middle of watching Tire King, so you're lucky. I uh, I was catching up, man, but there's some catching up to do on the recruiting trail too, Blaine. No doubt. A little catching up. How about, you know, I mean, I, everybody's going to want to talk about, and we're going to tease it here, yes, as long as we as long as long we can. Everybody's going to want to talk about Roddy Nabolsi dropping a nuclear bomb over on the UGA Sports Vault, which – by the way, if you're not a member, those are the kind of things you miss out on when uh, you're you're not over there because uh, guys like Roddy, who you know never even comments on recruiting, comes out of nowhere and drops some of the biggest news uh, of the year potentially. So uh, we're gonna we're just gonna tease that, Paul. We're gonna let it simmer because let's, I'm sure we're gonna have ha- have some questions. But you know we. In our in our group chat and things like that, Paul, we kind of uh, just make comments and stuff, and even even. Even us who, you know, we, we follow this daily and we see things and, and we, we hear momentum and talk to players and prospects and coaches of players, it's still shocking to see the level that Georgia is recruiting at, especially at the defensive back, uh, you know, in the secondary. I mean, it is yeah. unbelievable to the next level right now. You've been uh, around UGA sports a lot longer than I have. Uh, what are your eight kind years? Of, yeah, yeah. I need a raise. Roddy, are you watching? <laughs> what are your kind of thoughts on uh, what Will Muschamp and um, and Jamila Die, Kirby Smart, Dan Lanning, all these guys are doing on the back end of that defense, recruiting wise? It's unreal, Blaine. I mean, you look at the cornerbacks they have committed right now: just Singletary, uh, Humphrey, Marquis MGK. I mean. You can go down the list, and then you got Ja'Cory Stevens. I mean, it, Thomas, Ja'Cory Thomas, Ja'Cory Thomas. Excuse me. Yeah, I, I was probably been a Ja'Cory T- Stevens during your eight years. There was a, there was a Jacoby Stevens uh, that went to LSU. He was really good. Georgia was after him. If anybody in the chat is remembering him, uh, but no, yeah, they've done an incredible job, Blaine. And to think that it might not be over yet is probably the craziest part to me, right? Oh yeah. Um, you know, you've got a guy in Kamari Wilson who Georgia's leading for heavily. This seems like any day the ball could drop on that. Uh, who's a 23 kid that uh, visited TM? Tony Mitchell. Tony yeah, Mitchell. Tony Mitchell. He's the yeah, top he, corner in the country, maybe. You know, him and A.J. Harris kind of going back and forth. Which Georgia's in on both of those guys for the class of 2023. I mean, it seemed like, and, and we talked about this from the beginning for Georgia's defense, their secondary wasn't going to be that great, you know, and, and that was the whole thing. Keely Ringo stepped up in a huge way this year. There's going to be playing time though next year. Who fills in when, when Lewis seen goes to the NFL, who fills in for Chris Smith? Who does Dan Jackson yeah. come back? You know, th- there's a lot of moving pieces in that secondary. And does, does Brenny come back? You know, it, it, there's a lot of places that are going to need holes filled and Georgia's doing that with their uh, recruiting in the class of 2022. I'm not saying these guys are going to play right away, Blaine, but you've seen the progression. A couple of them might play right away. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you saw the progression, how quick Ringo got on the field. 
yeah. uh, you know, even with his his surgery that he had, and he came on and started pretty much day one from a, a from the time standpoint. that he was healthy, <laughs> right, right, from a technical standpoint. Uh, so you know, it's it's insane, and I don't think they're finished yet. Is that a good tease? Oh yeah. That now now okay. we we've we've all had future cast in a lot of us for Kamari Wilson, even going all the way back yeah. to uh, you know June. I mean, uh, it yeah. seemed like he could pop at any time, and it feels like it feels like Georgia uh, is doing a good, you know, good job there um, with Kamari Wilson. Everybody should feel kind of good about where that stands. The young man, you know, I don't blame him. You only get recruited one time, right? Or, I mean, for a lot of people, now now sometimes it's two and three times with the transfer portal, but we're going to say for uh, just naive, being naive and saying, hey. You're going to stay the same place for four years. You get recruited one time. Enjoy it. You know, go through that process. Yeah. So it's uh, it's it's. I know really, I would. Oh I yeah, would. I I would too. You get to go go through and see the the process. So I think that's kind of what he's doing, um, there. But before we get too much further into some of the official visits that occurred this past weekend and stuff like that, we did want to say the show is presented by Dead Soxy, and they have a. Georgia scored 56 points. Roddy tur- uh, talked him into this promo deal. Where <laughs> yeah, up, got up him to, good. Up to 60 points. They would do as high as a, a 60% discount. Well, Georgia put 56 on the board on Charleston Southern. So you can get 56% off using the promo code SCORE DOGS. And I'll put that down across the bottom here in a minute, but that's S C O R R. D-A-W-G-S, if you're listening via the podcast format, score dogs, of course, the podcast format, it'll be gone. So you need to be here live tonight and take advantage of that deal right here for Dead Soxy Score Dogs. That's S-C-O-R-R-D-A-W-G-S. And, you know, Paul, I don't know if you've got any of the Dead Soxy, uh, you know, socks yet man but i've got some of the the red and black ones that, that Roddy yeah. gave me in the in the uh in the gift bag there kind of deal and uh I'm, I'm gonna go be getting some more i've seen them in some stores in blue ridge up in the mountains uh some other other stores around the northeast georgia area i'm gonna i'm gonna definitely be scoring me some of those as well yeah i think they're a great great christmas gift you know no doubt if, especially if you can get it 50 56 off yeah, I mean, come, we're getting at that time. On. It's almost, hey, it's almost time for Thanksgiving. My my son, he's all excited because that's when the elf shows up, you know, as oh, after Thanksgiving. Oh, you, you do the elf on the shelf? Hey, listen, I don't know what you're talking about doing the elf on the shelf. The elf just shows up, Paul, and he does all <laughs> kinds of chaos in the house. So that is uh, that is nice. that, that's happening. Clyde the elf will be here uh, after, after Thanksgiving. But, you know, I uh, did want to talk about, we touched right off the bat, um, you know, the title of this show, Elite Defensive Secondary Recruiting, right? Elite Secondary Recruiting. So, Jaheim Singletary committed last night, the number one corner in the country. Julian Humphrey was before that. We talked about Kamari Wilson still out there. You talked about Ja'Cory J- J- uh, Thomas, who's been doing doing some great things, of course. And MGK, uh, Marquise Groves, Killer Group, yeah, he's, he tore his ACL there at North Cobb, but – an extremely talented athlete. He'll make a he'll make a great comeback there. So um, Georgia's in good shape, and like I said, they're going to be probably adding more. And I'm sure we'll get there in our questions. But the the other thing we want to talk about, Paul, before we got to the questions, is there were some official visits that occurred this Ooh, weekend. Yes, had uh, Demario Tolan, 
who's an LSU commit at the linebacker position. Uh, he he currently plays outside linebacker in terms of what he does in high school, but he's going to end up going more towards the inside if he goes to Georgia. There, I did an interview with him recapping his visit. It's over on UGASports.com, uh, so make sure to go check it out. But, Paul, you know, it's got to be an interesting dynamic if you're a guy like Demario Tolan right now not knowing who the next head coach could be at LSU. And that's kind of what he told me. He said, hey, I just got to – you know, I loved everything about Georgia. He, he described the relationship with Georgia as perfect, quote-unquote perfect. He said he, he absolutely loved it, but he's kind of in wait-and-see mode right now just seeing what's going on, going to go on with LSU. I think there's a lot of guys in wait-and-see mode, you know, DeMario being one of them. Uh, I think we had Brent Weimer, who is a – watcher of the POS show shouting that out while we're on here. He watches the, he watches the POS show, but he asked, you know, about Isaiah bond. There's a, and he's a Florida commit. There's a lot of guys well, he, right he committed now. today. Right. Well, yes, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he no. committed. Yeah. So, but so we, he, we he was, but there's yeah. a lot of guys right now that big time programs, LSU and Florida. I mean, normally and before jobs. Yeah. Yeah. Before Georgia took Florida's best commits, and, you know, there's still a couple more for Georgia to get there uh, if, if all things go well for Kirby Smart, which I think they will. But anyways, huge jobs. But you've got guys like DeMario who's sitting there going, I, I like LSU. What do I do? You know, you've got the quarterback down at Florida. What, what does he do? You know, he put out a tweet saying, hey, I'm still here, but I want to see who the new new coach is. It's cu- I'm going to be curious to know. Jaden Gibson, wide receiver that Georgia was saying. Yeah, I mean, he did the same thing. I'm just going to be curious to know, Blaine, these coaches are getting fired, it seems like, faster and faster each year. I mean, Coach O was out after, what, like six, seven weeks maybe? I mean, it it was a short leash. He's still obviously there, but he's a lame duck coach. He's going for it on fourth down and doing whatever he wants to do. But I'm just curious. Yeah, he's playing with house money, man. It's going to be interesting to see how he finishes off the season. But I'm just curious to know how this affects recruiting and how it's going to affect recruiting moving forward. We've seen coaches get fired at the end of the year, but now ADs are having to do it so much earlier because of early signing day, Blaine, that it's it's one of those weird things where it's like we have to get a new coach in before early signing day to try to get a class, but you're letting your coach go midway through the season. It just it's a weird timeline now, whereas you used to have February, you had that time after the season. You don't have that anymore. Well, and you would think that USC and LSU, the ones that did the the firing the earliest, you think they would already have, okay, yeah. we got our guy in place, we're ready to roll so they could get a, uh, you know, head start on that recruiting to kind of, you know, keep the guys that are already in their class and not, but they, but they haven't. And I think, you know, uh, the stability that that's in the Georgia program, what Kirby smart has kind of put as the, he kept talking today about it's a foundation as a program, right? You got to have a solid foundation. And he again took another, I don't know if it was an intended little, little jab there, uh, Everything at, Kirby at, does is intentional, Blaine. You know, this. at Mullen on the way out or whatever. But he was like, you know, you always got to be recruiting. I mean, you know, recruiting is the the foundation of the of the. Um, yeah, everything's calculated with Kirby Smart. There's absolutely yes. 
you know, he mentioned the city of, of Houston in there in, in his press conference today. And my mind immediately went to, okay, what recruits in Houston other than Julian Humphrey? I'm like, I'm like, he, that's a message to somebody who, who's he, who's he yeah, calling? Cryptic, to? cryptic. Yeah. yeah. So I, I was like, I was like, how close is, how close is Dylan Raul of the 2024 quarterback school to, to Houston, Texas? I, right. I, I'm automatically trying to connect dots because uh, Kirby is very, very intentional, like you said, and all that. But, Demario Tolan, a guy who has versatility, like I said, plays outside now, could move to inside. Glenn Schumann doing the main uh, recruiting there on him. He really, really in, enjoyed the visit. But like I said, we've just talked about it. He's in wait and see mode. We'll see, you know, Tennessee, uh, Florida State, other schools that he's uh, interested in as well. If uh, things go go south at LSU, but it's all about that hire. But he wants to sign before. He wants to sign on early signing day, Paul, and they're they're running out of time to make a decision here. That's what I'm saying. So you're gonna have you're gonna have guys like Demario, and you're gonna have other guys from other schools that their head coach is fired. Once they want to sign an early signing day, they want to get in, they want to early enroll, they want to play. You know, that's what they've been told this whole time. Hey, go ahead and commit to us now, Blaine. If you commit to us now, you can come in in January. You can earn your spot. So these kids are ready to do that, and there's no head coach to do it for. Yeah, you know it's it, it's interesting, and Georgia's class is already it's at twenty three right now. Yeah, 23. you know the, the there's going to be you know a couple guys. It, it happens every year, right? A couple guys drop off, a couple more guys get added, but Georgia's at twenty three right now. I don't know. Let me go back over here. Let me do a little digging. Uh, but I don't know if there's another class that has that many commits right now. There, there's a couple. There, well, Notre Dame and Penn State have the commits, but nowhere near the the amount yeah. of they have one they Notre Dame has zero five stars and Penn State has one five star whereas in Georgia's right uh 23 commits they have six five stars that's so what I'm saying so there's not that many schools that are up to 23 already Blaine so yeah. there's going to be some hard conversations Curry's going to have to have with current current commits because there's too many guys they're still going after right now to make this class and to make it what it is uh I just clicked for for fun purposes, I clicked on total uh, and army has 60 kids committed. Navy has 44 and air force has 32. Are so you kidding uh, me? How did no, I, I'm, I'm serious. <laughs> I looked at it on, uh, on Ryle. There's 60 kids committed to army. Yeah. That's gotta be some kind of weird. Uh, yeah. It's a know, weird, di- like a different type yeah. of scholarship going on there. Like academic scholarship, something like that, because I don't think they're going to have that much turnover on that roster. I could be wrong. There, uh, but listen, there are this, 60, 60 kids committed to Army, but I think it's because it's the Army, you know, anyway. Yeah. So have, have a little bit of difference there. But you look at the point disparity right now. Uh, yes. Alabama, of course, with 19 commits, but they're they're down at 26, uh, 26, 23 on the points. Georgia's up over 3,000. Paul, uh, before we get, you know, go on, uh, I don't want to talk about uh, Sean Washington next, and it is pronounced Sean. It looks like Sean, but it's pronounced Sean. I've figured okay. that out. Uh, Sean Washington, before I talk about him, do you remember a time this early or Georgia crossing the 3,000 threshold? I mean, it's pretty early to get up mm. there. Uh, you know, we're good, what, you know, they're, uh, three, three and a half, four weeks almost from signing yeah. day and, and uh, it's it's getting up there pretty pretty high. I mean, to put it in perspective, when Georgia was number one in I think twenty uh, twenty twenty, they had three three thousand fifty five, and that was yeah. a twenty five. Obviously, rivals counts the top twenty uh, commits to make it even. I'm looking back at twenty nineteen when Georgia, yeah, thirty sixty three. I mean, yeah, there's no way Georgia's been this high ever. Uh, they're already at thirty sixteen. 
Um, I mean, it, they could be on pace for their best class ever. Now, would it be the rivals' best class ever? I don't know. I mean, you you know, you're talking about there's some pretty hefty Alabama classes back in the day, and yeah. I think even last year. But um, no, in in my eight years of covering the team, have they been this highly ranked and this many points in terms of rivals' points? No. And the craziest part of it all is there's still some guys that are like low three stars that can come off the bottom and the rivals recruiting rankings or algorithm come off the bottom. You get a couple more five stars or really high four stars. And that number really shoots up really quick. No doubt. And, and uh, a lot of these questions that we're about to hit on the vault here um, are centering around how some of this is going to play out and things like that. So uh, let's go ahead right off the bat. Let me take off uh, this scrolling one down at the bottom here and add uh, so, Paul, why don't you go ahead and see what uh, I guess it's no, I can't, I can't, I can never pr- pronounce his It's K, K, Roking, uh, croaking, croaking, K, Roking, yeah. croaking, croaking, t- one, two, three. Go ahead and read that. Hey, Blaine, uh, how does the D line class finish? Still favorite for Christian Miller, or has the West News and Bama offer impacted that? And we pursue Canu, Canu instead. Yeah. Yeah, Sean I, Washington or D Walker being considered. Yeah, Sean Washington or or uh, D, um, yeah, D, Dion Walker being considered at nose guard. So here's the thing, you know, Tyree West. It seems like he's doing some heavy flirting with Florida State, and I just want to say that there's always two sides to a relationship, right, Paul? So there is. Gonna, there I'm is. just going to kind of leave it leave it there at that. Um, there, who knows how that's going to end up ultimately playing out if you're over on the vault you've kind of seen uh what we've had to say about that and some things that may be imminent Kristen miller i would say paul is very very much so a a priority target for uh georgia at this point he reminds me so much of a Devonte wyatt type yes, player yes. right now he's got that thick lower half build and is explosive off the line of scrimmage and I, he just reminds me a ton of Devonte wyatt alabama Definitely is coming in, and Paul, you know as well as I do. Um, anytime that uh, Georgia and Alabama are going head to head, you can never, you know, count out Nick Saban at, at any point in time. But I think Georgia might have a lot of momentum on their side when it comes to D line play at, at the moment. Well, that and you know, it it seems like in years past, right? Georgia's always it's been like a 65 35. Alabama gets 65% of the kids. Georgia gets 35 that they're going head to head against. And there's not a lot of them really blame that They truly go head to head against. If you go back and look, there's not a ton of kids on Alabama's roster that Georgia was like number two. And there's not a ton of kids on Georgia's roster where Alabama was number one. It's just a weird thing. You would think there's a ton more, but I think that tide's finally turning now pun intended a little bit there um, because <laughs> Georgia, I mean, Right now, for everything that we're talking about, Georgia's number one team in the nation. Their their defense is suffocating. You know, these guys are looking at it. Kirby, it, it took it took Dabo however many years to get over the hump at Clemson, right? And then he could get any kid he wanted, but it had to be a high character kid, and he, you know all this stuff. But anyways, uh, we'll get wait, that's a different show. But um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but. It took Dabo a while. Once Kirby gets over this hump, and I know Georgia fans are so ready for it, man. A lot of Georgia fans, I was I was not even born. I wasn't even a thought in my mother's eye the last time Georgia won a national championship. Exactly. Okay, And there's a ton of fans out there that are like that. But once Georgia makes that jump, these battles between Alabama, 
you're going to see it really come down to like a true 50-50. And I think Georgia takes over the lead in terms of trying to recruit. Georgia's facilities are unbelievable, Blaine. They, I mean, yeah. the money they've put into this program since Kirby Smart has been here is unbelievable. I mean, it, it's the, no other program around the nation, you know, in my opinion, has the facilities that Georgia does. Yeah, it's it's a it's a definite definite advantage for them on the recruiting uh, end of things. I tend to think that Georgia still leads for Kristen Miller. Um, I think I would not be as confident on Hero Canoe. I think I've always been of the opinion that he'll end up elsewhere besides Georgia. I've just never thought that. Uh, I think he gets kind of you know like like Walter Nolan did. He goes somewhere and he's on a visit high for a couple of days and things look good and then. But it always kind of comes right back thing. Oklahoma, Ohio State, those kind of guys, I think, have always been real heavily in the mix there. And, and my opinion, this is my opinion only, I think he fits better in that type of program. Maybe maybe a personality-wise thing or something like that. I just think he does. Um, Sean Washington, I think Georgia really, really likes. Uh, I think Trey Scott likes him as a, as a player, likes his size. I do think him or Walker one is being considered as a true nose guard type deal to be paired up with Bear Alexander. Because be honest with you, you've got true nose guards who are you know typical uh, guys that are two gap players, and then you've got transcendent players, right? Like Jordan Davis, who are more yeah. than they're a nose, but they're more than a nose, right? Barry Alexander's more than a nose. Well, you also need depth, right? Kirby Smart also talks about depth, and and uh, Sean Washington is a guy who, when he played it. Uh, and he, he played at Warren Erickson his, his junior year at the same school that um, the same school that Cedric Von Prahn's from. Impressive. I mean, the guy's impressive. There's been some things that he's had to work through this this year. Not played uh, his his senior year uh, of of high school ball, but he's been working on getting some academic stuff and everything. And he was out at Georgia for his official visit here. Talked to him. I'm going to have a, a piece coming out on UGA Sports, so another reason to be a member of UGA Sports. That's going to be coming out first thing in the morning. I can tell you that went very, very well, that uh, that that meeting there with uh, him and Trey Scott and Kirby Smart. So um, we'll be having having some uh, some information come out on Sean Washington in the morning. Really like where Georgia uh, stands stands there, and he's a, he's a young man who's, who's hungry. So, uh, Paul, let's, let's move on to our, to our next one here. You're going to love this one. Oh, okay. All right. Let's see. Dogfan34 says, how hard do we go after Elias Ricks and some of the UF players that might look to leave their respective colleges? Well, Paul, I'm going to defer to you on this one. So uh, you put on your uh, your portal man hat if you were got to be the, the, the portal administrator for the University of Georgia. How hard would you be going after Elias Ricks? Uh, pretty damn hard, Blaine, um, to be honest with you. I mean, it, it, this guy is a game changer. I mean, him and Derek Stingley, you know, helped, you know, tremendously for LSU past few years. And yeah, I mean, but at the same time, Blaine, you don't want to, I know this sounds so weird because it's, but you don't want to bring in Ricks and then lose a guy, you know, that you could potentially bring in. It's, I'm telling you right now, and I told a buddy this, we were talking about Georgia football today, and we were kind of laughing about Dan Mullen getting fired. And I said, look, man, there's going to be, and I'm glad this question came up because there's going to be so many people that are transferring, especially with this COVID year of eligibility, that it's going to be something that we've never seen before, Blaine. And Kirby is going to use every one of those transfer spots. He's going to use that everything that he can to his advantage to win football games. And that's 
that's what you know Kirby does. He's always recruiting, but he's always looking forward too. He's forward. He's very forward thinking guy, especially when it comes to roster management. It's probably one of the best in the country at it. It's going to be interesting because guys like Elias Ricks, he's probably the top of the food chain in terms of people that are going to be in the portal, but you're going to see a ton of names that you'll remember from two, three years ago recruiting that you were like, wasn't Georgia after that guy? Oh, damn, he went over there and did that? Oh, well, There's we kind of a- haven't. We have a need at, at defensive end. Oh, well. Wait, oh. didn't somebody's brother used to play here? Jordan? Yeah, you know, it's like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Was it like Oja Oja something? I don't know. It's Oju. I don't know. Oh, yeah. 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 You know, there but there's, there's a ton of guys, man. I mean, and, and you don't turn down Elias Ricks. There, there's no way if Elias Ricks wants to come to your program, do you say no? It's just you have to look at roster management. And, Carlos agrees here. Yeah. Carlos, yeah, thank you, Carlos. Um, I think he might have wrote it before I said it, but you don't you don't turn them down, man. I mean, you don't. And are there any UF players that might look to leave? Are, is there anybody on UF's team, Blaine, that could start at Georgia? Well, here's my thing is, you know, I'm sure there's some good players there at Florida, but when you when it comes down to it right now, you know, depends on which ones would 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 want to leave. First of all, because I think some of those guys, you know, people think, oh, just enter the portal. Well, there's a lot that goes into that for a young man. You know, I mean, it's uprooting not only your football career, but it's a, it's up, you know, uprooting. Okay, you've probably made friends there at the university. You like you might like your living situation, all that kind of stuff. There's yeah. a lot that goes into it. Having to think that, and and um, quite honestly, Georgia's been recruiting at such a higher level than Florida for the past several years now. That's one reason Dan Mullen got the ax, right? The recruiting. It's not recruiting season during the season, right, down there at Florida. So, But it's always Jeez. recruiting season at Georgia. So um, that that's one reason that that he's he's gone down. You know, there. I'm seeing some people talk about Gervin Dexter. Yeah, he's, he's, yeah, he's, a, he's, he's a name, yeah. He's a name, but, you know, I think Georgia, what they're doing on the defensive interior, you know, through recruiting alone – um, and also maybe some other options out there across the country that could be there. We'll see. Uh, we'll see who ends up. And, but I definitely think they go very, very hard after Elias Ricks for sure. Our next question here, I'll get this one, uh, Paul. It says, realistic UGA fan, 1191 version 2.0. Off the top of your heads, how many dudes do you think Georgia loses to the portal? It's been hinted at by the insiders that we will lose some, any particular position groups. You're gonna lose at least two at quarterback. I mean, you think so? At least two. <laughs> at least two quarterbacks are gone out of there. I could probably, I could even see maybe. Uh, I know they're gonna lose. You know, probably lose Tyndall and and Kobe and Quay Walker to the draft. But I could even yep. see maybe some more linebackers uh, getting out of there, depending on who they bring in. You know, um, in terms of a freshman class, there may could be some of those guys get out of there. Um, but I think O line. I think O line. Oh, yes, there's, there's a couple guys on the O line that might be not asked to leave, but maybe asked to look around and see if there's other colleges that could use them. Um, you know, I, he wants offensive a number line for sure. Offensive tackle. Uh, you know, they're, they're Georgia's stacked at O tackle. I mean, so so that could be a position as well. But yeah, um, I would say, uh, what do you, what do you if you had to over under the number of Georgia loses on it? What, what do you think? Uh, eight and a half, nine and a half. Yeah, I, I think I think they're you know they they lost I think eleven this last off season uh to the to the portal. Yeah, was how many uh, they lost? So I think it's a couple less. 
Yeah, it's probably a couple less, but there's probably going to be some names on there that, you know, you're, you're looking at like, damn, I thought he was going to be a player at Georgia. He just hadn't got the right opportunity, you know? Um, but that's what happens when you're recruiting four and five star kids all the time, Blaine. You know, yeah, there's yeah. going to be some kids that get passed up and you're going you're gonna to remember his recruitment and be like, oh, well. The, por- the portal gives out. and it takes away, right? It so does that, indeed. That, it does indeed. That is how it goes. Go ahead and uh, read off this next one there for us, Paul. Old Jason G17 says, who is the most likely wide receiver not on UGA's commit list to become a dog? This is interesting. Uh, very interesting with the news today, Blaine. I'm curious what your thoughts are. Yeah, I think Georgia is going to be right in there, Georgia and Alabama for Isaiah Bond. That is going to be one, I think, that that's head-to-head at the, you know, out of Buford, uh, of course, Georgia, but it'd be an in-state school. And, and uh, you know, they haven't had a ton of success with Buford over the years, but they really recruited hard, um, you know, some guys that that uh, were in this class. Like Jake Pope ended up going to to Buford, uh, not, at, not at Georgia, but he's a teammate of Isaiah Bond's. But, you know, when it comes down to uh, uh, Bolden, the 2024 you know wide receiver that's there, Georgia is very very uh, high on on him, and he's high on Georgia. So I mean, they're making some inroads there, just like they're making inroads at Grayson. So Isaiah Bond is a name I like a lot. Shaz Preston, I think it's all going to come down to does he in fact show up for a official visit between December 4th and December 15th, and if he does, I really like Georgia's ability to recruit um on you know on campus and i think uh, when you get an official visit that close to early signing day it could really help out so i like those two names a lot for georgia and then another one that i refuse to rule out because of how close it was paul luther burden i think uh, literally a couple a couple hours before uh he he ended up committing to missouri i thought you know i think everybody was uh thinking this thing could be a, a UGA deal. Uh, I think even people in the in the building were thinking this was a UGA deal a couple hours before. So uh, we'll we'll see uh we'll see what ends up happening there. You never know till the ink's dry, Paul, on recruitments like that. Yeah, no, and had you asked Luther Burden three hours before he announced, he probably could have told you something different too. I mean, I think that his I think that his decision date was made, obviously. I don't think his mind was made up yet. And that's kind of my story. I'm sticking to it. I, I don't have any insider knowledge on that, but I've seen recruitments, you know, in the past uh, that have gone the same similar way. It just happened to be on national signing day when, you know, the ink has to dry for Luther. Luckily for Luther, the still has time. Um, but what about Evan Stewart? Yeah, Evan Stewart is is a guy that's out there. I wouldn't, but when he's saying most likely, I'm not going to list him yeah. in that most likely yeah. group. I, I list right. that as a group of. So you're telling me there's a chance, right? Yeah. You know, I mean yeah. uh, that that kind of deal. Georgia's still in communication, but I'm not. I wouldn't put a, a significant amount of money on on that one. I'm, that that matters. How many How many more wide receivers do you see Georgia taking? Just one. If they're the right ones, I think they could take two. Um, you know, if it was two explosive guys, like if all of a sudden they you know, and, and Isaiah Bond and Evan Stewart all said, hey, we want to come. They'd take both of them, you know, or Shaz Preston yeah. and Isaiah Bond, they'd, they'd probably take both of them. But, you know, I think it's going to come down to a uh, either-or type situation there, just a one of, you know, two, three guys type deal. So we will, we will see on the wide receiver recruiting. 2020 – uh, this is from Pine Tree One. Any big 2023 commits on the horizon? Are we favorites? Is Georgia favorites for – Overton and AJ Harris. 
I, I, in terms of LT Overton, there was the whole talk about the, and it was heavily considered the the reclassification. I think that is uh, wisely been axed right there. I don't think he's going to uh, pull the trigger on that. I do think Georgia's in good shape there. AJ Harris um, is a guy that Georgia's you know prominently been involved with, but at some point, uh, you know, you got to wonder is he going to you know look elsewhere with you know a lot of the talent that's stacking up a, ahead of him and stuff like that. But he meant that may not bother him. He may be the the you know kind of that that ultimate competitor that that doesn't care who's there, you know. So we'll we'll see uh we'll see Paul what ends up happening there. I think Jonel Aguiro is a guy that we have uh we've a lot of people on UGA Sports has had have had future cast in for 2023. And then of course you you saw that as you mentioned earlier, Tony Mitchell is out here posting the red on reds in his latest visit. And he's visited Athens a couple times this year. He's here for the South Carolina game and then he was back this weekend as well. So uh, I think those are some 2023 guys that you would definitely want to keep an eye on. And then I wrote a piece on uh, Mr. Justice Haynes today. Uh, did you see oh, yeah? the performance of where he went off in the second yeah. round? Yeah. 253 yards rushing, two touchdowns, and then 79-yard screen pass he takes to the house for a touchdown. So the Georgia legacy getting it done. You have to feel like Georgia's going to do everything they can to try to bring Justice Haynes in. Yeah, I think, you know, I think he could be a big leader in that class, too. Um, I'm glad you brought up the future prediction or future cast for uh, Janelle because I didn't have mine in yet. So I just put it in. So I appreciate it. I think I left behind on that one for a second. Yeah, um, so you got to pay attention to the group chat, Paul. Right. I know, man. I know it's tough. Uh, but no, you know, it's roofs. Yeah, I know. Trying to make some money. Uh, Justice Hayes, man. I think he could be one of those guys for your class of 2023, almost kind of like how Julian Humphrey has become this on, you know, onset of Richard LeCount 2.0 in terms of recruiting uh, for his class. I think that Justice Hayes could very well be that. And I don't know if he would be the type that's getting on Twitter all the time, but he very well could be one of those guys that's silent behind the scenes. You know, you have Pierce Sperlin uh, who can head oh, up yeah. that class and he's very verbal about it. Uh, but you also need one of those guys who's not so verbal about it, but carries himself. You know, he has that presence. I think Justice has that same presence. I've seen it. I've seen it around him. I've seen it when he plays with his team. I've seen it at camp settings. Uh, he just has that presence where people gravitate towards him. He doesn't have to talk a whole lot. People gravitate towards him a lot. Uh, Oscar Delp's mom, I remember her walking up to him and, and just talking to him. Hey, you know, how are you? It just is that it's that presence that he has. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think he's one of those guys that – uh, could be a big time 2023 commit for Georgia. And I, I think eventually, I think it's just a matter of not if, but when uh, the legacy commit comes home. No doubt. PA dog 610. He asked about DeMario Tolan, his visit, uh, possibility of flipping him. We kind of already talked about that a little bit. I think he's really just kind of in wait and see mode on LSU's coaching deal. And then he's going to assess where he is after that. So we can kind of hit that one real quick. Pine tree back with another question. Pine tree one here says, uh, Bama or UGA for Shamar James? Uh, or is Georgia still in the hunt for Shamar Stewart? Is he heavy A&M? I think the, the pendulum's kind of swung towards A&M when it comes to Shamar Stewart. Uh, I like Georgia for Shamar James right now. I just think there's too much uh, Florida to Georgia, <laughs> you know, former yeah. pipeline stuff going right now. Uh, Paul, I feel like that's uh, kind of inevitable as well. 
Yeah, I don't, I don't, I would be surprised if Shamar James isn't a silent right now, honestly. Um, you know, I, I just think, and that's not me putting anything crazy out here. That's just me talking. Um, I'm, yeah. I'm just a guy that runs a POS show on Saturday nights. Well, um, you see but, the interaction he's having with guys like Julian Humphrey right. on, on and, and a bunch of other of the Georgia current commits online. So he's definitely not being uh, shy about, you know, putting but, some of that conjecture out there. As far as Shamar Stewart, I think Shamar's another guy just like Evan Stewart uh, that George is going to fight till the very end to at least keep in contact with. He's one of those players you you want to keep in contact with no matter what. Does it swing? Is it swinging towards A and M for both those Stewarts? Yeah, probably. But I don't think George is going to give up, uh, and especially if they get on a run, if they win the SEC championship game, I'm sure you know there's guys that coaches are already like, hey, this is who you call, this is who you call, this is who you call when in the locker room and FaceTime them, you know. I'm sure Samar Stewart is probably one of those guys uh, that they would probably call. Yeah, there's going to be so much pandemonium going on in that locker room if Georgia slays, you know, the the Giants, figuratively speaking, taking down Alabama. I don't. It's going to be hard. They're going to they're going to have to have some GAs or multiple GAs right. or student assistant to remind them because they're going to be partying in that locker room if that happens for sure. Um, all right, here we go. The question of the night, Paul. Uh, rock, oh man. Rock C82. Uh, please comment on Roddy's future cast prediction for Travis Hunter. Here's all I'm going to say. <laughs> I can't go too far into, into this, but Paul, you've, like I said, I've told everybody, you've been, you've been around longer at UGA Sports than I have. Um, when Roddy dips his toe into the recruiting realm and he comes out with something of this nature, uh, it seems that Roddy, he doesn't do so uh, lightly he doesn't he doesn't do so just uh without without feeling confident about something no man I, and that's one thing we've never done at ujsports.com we don't we don't go for clicks man we go we have subscribers you know we don't have to put out you know clickbait headlines to get you to look at stuff if roddy's putting something like that out there then it's you know, it, it's pretty serious. Um, I don't know how much you want to give away on this show, Blaine. So yeah, I mean, we're, I'm gonna let gonna, you kind of run gonna, with it, and I'll I'll, I'll piggyback off of you. We're but. just gonna. I mean, obviously, on the vault, we will be following this situation every day. I'm sure between now and signing day. But this is something that, uh, whether how much, you know, how much movement there'll be, you know, publicly and things like that. I I don't know, but I know Georgia will not stop, has not stopped to, uh, you know, recruiting. Travis Hunter, and he's like absolutely number one on the board in terms of who they want, how he would impact their program. I mean, it's 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 right there. So yeah, it's right there. Yeah, um, absolutely. You know, it, I had a conversation with a buddy though, Blaine, and and I want to get your opinion on this. Obviously, Travis Hunter's being uh, recruited as a defensive back. Isn't there more of a need, though, if you get Singletary, you get Humphrey, you get Kamari Wilson, you get um, – oh, my goodness, my mind went blank. Um, uh, well, I mean, you got, you got Kamari Wilson, you got Humphrey, you got Singletary, um, you know, you've got M- MGK who will be coming off a of, uh, ACL, you got Ja'Cory Thomas, uh, Malachi Starks is out there, of course, with the – Yeah, so would, wouldn't it – and I'm just talking, right? Wouldn't – Travis Hunter playing wide receiver be like the the next big guy for Georgia at wide receiver. He'd be the he'd be the biggest splash at wide receiver since George Pickens. Yeah, I think you're going to regardless of who they sign. I think you're going to see him play both ways at Georgia. I don't think that's just lip service. I think he's going to. I think he's the next like Champ Bailey type 
performer. Like a lot of people, you think, say, you think there's still room for that in college football? There is a guy with like Travis Hunter. I've just never seen a yeah. guy that has that. You have to have a certain amount of stamina about you, right? You have yes. to have it like, and, and you, you know, I don't know how big of a soccer fan you are, Paul. I know this obviously a football show, and I don't know if we're going to be uh, get chastised for. But he, to me, he's got that elite soccer player almost type build. You know those guys who can run for days and just yeah. not get tired. And plus, Travis Hunter loves playing the game of, of football. Like absolutely, I'm not just talking about saying, "Oh, I, this is what he's doing to you know get by an education." Maybe it'd be nice if I play in the league one day. Like it is a it was it is part of his fabric his dna like the game of football like god created that young man to play <laughs> football and uh and and he wants to be on the field as much as possible i think you will truly see him use both ways if whether wherever he goes if he stays at florida state if he goes if he flips to the university of georgia wherever he's at i think he'll play both ways at the next level i'm not saying every down i'm not saying a majority of the time but you know there will be a package of plays uh, on offense that that I think he would be utilized on because there is a lot of demand mentally and physically and, and you know he's not Superman by any means but he's one of the more talented prospects that I've seen in a long long time. I just so. I just think that with everybody coming in at that defensive back that you have right now, I think him and Starks are going to be you know if if he does end up flipping to to UGA, it's going to be interesting to see where where Starks and Hunter line up because you don't want to have both of those guys on the same side of the ball. And both of those guys are very special on both sides of the ball. So I just, I think you would have a very, very loaded defensive backfield if you had Starks and Hunter along with those guys. So it's, I'm curious, you know, who, who flips over and Hunter would be so good at wide receiver. It, it would be almost cruel to not see him there. Yeah. I mean, and you know, I, I just think that, Kirby Smart always talks about he wants to be explosive, right? He wants to he wants to make sure that he's he's you know putting guys in position to make explosive plays and, and things like that. And and there's no more explosive athlete, I I don't think, in the class of of 2022. No, than, than absolutely not. Yeah, absolutely he, not. He does a lot of a lot of really good things. Um, you know, now I've got another question here from ASU Dog. He's saying, you know, who are the player comps for? Deion Walker and Sean Sean Washington. Um, you know, I, I've been thinking over that. You know, in terms of going a straight player comp, I mean, Sean Washington is a guy who is very very comfortable at at being a a run stopper. Like he he's working consistently on his pass rush to get through there. But but Sean is he's upward of of three bills now. I mean, he's yeah. he's he's sitting up there pretty good. Uh, you know, Warren Brinson was a guy that came out that was a taller guy that that had had uh, some quick twitch ability and also was pretty strong. He was he was up over three hundred pounds when when he came through, um, and he's now you just now starting to see he's a guy who needed to work right. He needed to needed to to be in that Georgia program. I can see Sean being similar to that and that kind of thing. He doesn't have maybe some of the the length in terms of the the arms as 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 Warren Brinson, but he's a he's a powerful guy, a guy that that can uh, that can be effective at stopping the stopping the run um, and you know has to work his way up in terms of similar not as tall but similar to a uh, Ingram Dawkins that was there last year, right? A guy who is explosive off the line, a guy that is able to play. He got to play in the Charleston Southern game. So you're gonna see guys, but these need to be 
guys that are when he comes in, he's going to probably end up playing more upwards towards that three twenty mark. You know, they're yes. going to put that weight on him. He's going to he's going to he's going to eat. He's going to lift. He's going to train, and he's going to be that true uh, nose guard type guy. If if shown is part of this class now, Dion Walker, he's just massive. I mean, he's a guy who's who's six foot six, uh, getting up there, six foot seven, and and well up over three hundred pounds. So I, I don't know how many guys you can actually compare him to. Uh, but but Dion Walker is a guy who him and him and Sean are both there for a reason on official visits, and he was was again and Jed I believe was talking to him uh, this evening, so he'll have a, a report on him soon on UGA Sports as well. But Paul, we've talked about this class, you know, we've talked about some of the guys on official visits, and you know, Georgia's sitting right now, twenty three commitments, six five stars, up over three thousand in points, number one in the rivals rankings. Uh, and they're nowhere near close to done. I think that you're going to see Georgia do something in this recruiting class by getting upwards of who knows with the transfers they could end up, oh, up, up over of thirty. They could get thirty-two guys maybe in this class, and that would just be a massive injection of talent into an already talented roster. Yeah, no, I mean nowhere near done. How many how many uh, weeks till signing day? Early signing uh, day? December fifteenth. So what we got uh two and a half or three and a half weeks, something something along that line there. Yeah, so I mean, there's gonna December. be some there's gonna be some decommits, there's gonna be some commits, there's going to be a lot of names being floated around. Uh that's why it's so crucial to be on the uh the vault over there on UGA sports.com because there's gonna be a lot of new names that come up about uh guys like Deion Walker, Sean Washington. You know, they're going to start picking up momentum. Uh, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be fun to kind of watch. 2022 quarterback Robbie Roper that was there from Roswell. Yeah, what's up with that? Weekend. And he defeated uh, North Cobb. Uh, him and Roswell defeated North Cobb. It was a heavy, you know, favorite. They had, they of course, North Cobb is where M- MGK was playing. Uh, Denylon Morissette is over there playing. They've got Malachi Singleton, a 2023 quarterback that Georgia's recruiting as well. But uh, Robbie Roper put up over 300 yards, had five uh, five touchdown to- total touchdowns in that game, and they upset him. And now they're going to face the the uh, you know defending state champs in Grayson. So Georgia commit. Uh, Griffin Scroggs, who I talked to uh, after his his game on Friday, so we'll see what ends up ends up happening there. But you know, I think you're I think you're correct when when you're talking about the when that dam breaks, right? When Georgia is able to get over the hump on Alabama, it's already recruiting's at just an unbelievable level. But you got to think what kind of bump comes from that. Um, it'll be very, very interesting to see. And Paul will have it all covered over on UGA Sports. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be fun to follow, fun to cover, fun to watch. You know, I mean, I don't know if I've ever seen recruiting at this high of a level at Georgia consistently. I mean, ever, first off. But, you know, at a consistent level to where this year, I want to say back in the summer, folks were like, man, here we go again. You know, it, it's not starting off so hot. This guy's going there and this guy's going here and none of them were coming to Athens. And then it's like patience, you know, patience. And now that the snowball is in full effect, that thing's rolling downhill. You don't want to step in front of it. You see what happened to Dan Mullen. He stepped in front of that thing 
and now he's trying to be an OC, you know, at a high school around here. You know, I mean, it, it's 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 that quick. It hits you that fast. Yeah, um, I mean, it's it's you know? smart is not not looking to play second fiddle to to anybody right now, and uh, we'll see we'll see what ends up uh, ends up happening in the rest of this class. But we wanted to. Uh, say once again, thank you to Dead Soxie for being a, a partner with UGA Sports, sponsoring the show. Remember, 56% discount uh, until midnight, so go check them out. Do us a favor, hit subscribe. We're up over 20,000. We're almost at 21,000 subscribers now on the UGA Sports YouTube channel, and that's because of you guys. Be a friend. Tell three friends. Uh, make sure to to share what with the content we got uh you know, overreaction, post-game overreaction show with Paul after the games. We got, uh, you know, Coach Donnan with Roddy and Dane on Tuesdays uh, at 12. So we will see, uh, you know, all kinds of good content. Now Dane and Brent are doing their, uh, you know, film don't lie on here, Paul. So the YouTube channel is getting more and more content. So make sure you subscribe, hit the like button for us. And, guys, we will catch you next time, next Monday night on Georgia recruiting, rumors versus facts. Appreciate you jumping on here with me, Paul. I appreciate it. Last minute, man. Pinch hitter, team player. Always. You got it. See you guys next time. May the force be with you. Yeah. (laughs) 